0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Ominous Origins podcast with me, Casey. Now of course this episode is still brought to you by the wonderful people over at morbidlybeautiful.com. Yes, Morbidly Beautiful is your one-stop shop for all things horror pop culture related – You can check out anything they have on there, from interviews to introspectives, retrospectives, top ten lists, so on and so forth. The list goes on and on. Endless amounts of content. Highly suggest you go check it out. Once again, today's episode is kind of a familiar one. Around two years ago, I did an episode on fairies. It was a very general episode, very encompassing of the overall fairy mythos with some stories and stuff thrown in there as well. Well, today I want to take a little bit deeper look into fairies, fairy lore, and somebody called Reverend Robert Kirk, who was the old reverend there. Well, I mean, you'll just have to find out in a few minutes. But this is the story of Reverend Robert Kirk. Ominous, ominous. It is an adjective. Sounds like someone breathing. You may be asking yourself, why do I keep going back in time and revisiting old cases, old stories, old legends? Well, there's a simple answer for that. And no, it's not because I'm running out of ideas. Although, sometimes it's a little difficult to come up with something new to talk about every single week. We're well over 100 episodes in at this point, and... Well, I don't want to say the fountain's running dry, but I do feel that there are... Certain cases, certain stories, certain legends or myths that could be expanded upon. It's not always easy to get everything I want to get into in, you know, half an hour 20 minutes, give or take. I like keeping these episodes nice and digestible for you. And so that's why we'll be revisiting some older stories. I hope you're okay with that. If not, just let me know. There's a Facebook group you can drop into and say, hey, do something new. Stop being Hollywood and revisiting old garbage But in the case of the fairies, I've always had a weird fascination with the fairy realm. I wrote an entire fictional novel kind of based around fairies and demons and that sort of mythology. But I got into reading something about a hoax that happened in 1917 called the Cottingley Fairy Hoax. Now, how was there a hoax in 1917? Well, it was somewhat unintentional. And it was just a bit of fun. About a hundred years ago, like I said... 1917, so about 103 years ago now, a couple of girls who lived in Cottingley, England, went out and took some photographs of some fairies. Freaky, right? Kind of insane that these two young girls, aged 16 and 10, caught fairies on film. Well, maybe not. You gotta remember, this was kind of the early days of photography. Cameras weren't super great. You had to hold poses for minutes at a time as the shutter speed and f-stops were just stationary. You couldn't change them. You need as much light on the film as possible. Well, these two girls wanted to do a sort of Photoshop job before Photoshop existed. And how did they do that? Well, the one girl, Elise, had a coloring book which featured some fairies. Pretty much all she did was cut them out and stick them in front of her sister as she took pictures of her. A couple of days later, they developed them in their dad's darkroom and showed their parents. And originally, their dad was like, yeah, I don't believe you. Nice try. It's cool, but mm, don't believe it's fairies. But their mom, on the other hand, well, she kind of fell into it. She believed that these were real fairies. And she even brought it to the attention of a society known as the Theosophical Society. And this was a group dedicated to exploring and looking into unexplained phenomena and, quote, forming the nucleus of a universal brotherhood of humanity. The long story short of this is that the photographs caught fire and even the likes of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle took notice. It was that story that really got me looking into fairies again. And that's where I came across the name of Reverend Robert Kirk, Now, the Reverend was born in 1644 in Aberfoyle, which is a parish of Perthshire, Scotland. And Reverend Robert Kirk is remembered for apparently making great strides in bridging the gap between humanity and fairies. He was the seventh son of his parents, James and Mary, and went on to become a very intelligent, studious man, attending the University of St. Andrew and the University of Edinburgh for his bachelor's and master's degrees, respectively. Kirk chose to follow his father's footsteps and become an Episcopal Minister of Scotland. In the Christian world, he is known for having completed and published one of the very first translations of the Bible into Gaelic. But aside from his work in the realm of humans, Kirk had spent much of his life enamored and immersed in the tales of fairies. This fascination is what propels Kirk's name into the forefront of folkloric research. But just who was the good reverend? Well, what he is most known for through his biblical works were permanent in his time is the legacy of the fairy race that he left behind. His secret commonwealth of elves, fauns, and fairies is thought today to be one of the best contributions to modern scholarship of the fairy realm. What is most intriguing about his text, however, is that it was initially believed to have been an amalgamation of legends and myths the Reverend collected during his life, condensed into a single work. Yet, in more recent years, there is a belief that the earlier editions of Kirk's manuscript are actually much more personal. One scholar in particular, John Matthews, claims to have found an early copy of the Reverend's manuscript, which bizarrely claims that Robert Kirk did more than collect Scottish tales. He lived them. This earlier edition called The Secret Lives of Elves and Fairies is caveated in its title as having come directly from the private journal of Reverend Robert Kirk. And it reads like a journal as well and dictates Kirk's supposed journey from Aberfoyle to the lands beneath, the fairy realm below the earth, and the interesting discoveries he found there Kirk describes in great detail the Sealy and the Unsealy Courts, or the good and bad fairies, fairy food and fairy dress, their quote books of light and numerous fairy tales told to him, supposedly, by the fairy folk themselves. Though he reports being warmly welcomed into the court and treated fairly well there, Reverend Kirk's journal farther dictates that, while below ground, he broke the rules of the Unsealy Court. Kirk ventured into the domain of the Unseelie, something forbidden to the race of mortal men. Kirk had known this, and he still trespassed, and knowing the rule he was breaking made his circumstances all the worse. This venture supposedly resulted in Kirk's trial at the hands of the Unseelie and Seelie alike, as one could not decide a ruling without the agreement of the other, during which Kirk's declaration that he would gladly forfeit his life to protect their secrets softened the court to him and offered him a choice between two punishments, to either die for his crimes or to leave the world of his people and live the rest of his days in the fairy realm. Kirk, so intrigued by all he had seen, chose the latter of the two punishments, and his only request was a brief return to the world above to get his affairs in order. This, many believed, is the true reason behind Kirk's mysterious death In 1692, it is said that Kirk greatly enjoyed taking walks in the evening, both during his childhood and his adulthood, visiting the fairy mounds of Aberfoyle, and that he had taken great pleasure in exploring all his life. His body was found in the morning on the fairy hill, and legend spread throughout the region that Kirk had not only died, but instead gone to live among the fairies as the chaplain to the fairy queen. Kirk never actually published his fairy writings himself. Rather, they were discovered posthumously and published by Walter Scott in 1815, not as a journal, but as a text of legends of the fairy race. Due to this, Kirk quickly became regarded as having expert knowledge of the lands beneath. John Matthews, in his research, discovered a letter to Kirk's son Colin, dictating that Kirk had chosen to live the rest of his life in the court of the Seelie. However, for many long years after his death, Kirk himself had become a fairy legend. In many ways, he still remains a legend, as only so much can be believed from the supposed journal of a man fascinated by the races of the underground. Whether he truly ventured to the lands beneath or had a magnificent imagination for which he was passionate about, Kirk remains the epitome of the fairy realm knowledge. Now, I do want to thank ancientorigins.net for a lot of this information. They do a lot of great research on that website, and so I wanted to give them a shout-out for being so awesome. But now that we got that sort of factual essence of the podcast out of the way, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about an opinion about whether fairies and fairy realms or other realms, other dimensions truly exist. Now, while I haven't really experienced anything of the sort it does kind of make sense that we're not the only living, breathing, intelligent race on the planet. And maybe not even just the planet, but perhaps, just maybe, there is another dimension. It's not unheard of for scientists and the like to consider alternate realities, and we're just one of many. Think of kind of a timeline split. Every decision you make, there is another version of you making the opposite decision at the exact same moment, And thus, it creates a split in the timeline. If you've ever seen the show Community, then you kind of know what I'm talking about. They did that whole episode where there was the evil timeline. They rolled the dice wrong, and, you know, the bad guys came into their universe or their dimension. I'm kind of talking about the same thing with the fairy realm, as that is what it is. A realm, which exists parallel to ours. And there's no way for us to interact with that realm, except for maybe traveling through some sort of gate or doorway... It's possible that the fairy people have the magic or a sort of magic that can link the two worlds, connecting them, making it possible to travel from one to the other, a la Reverend Robert Kirk, or not. Again, I like to give both sides of the story here. Now, I don't know what is actually happening. I don't know if there is an actual fairy realm. I like to think that there is. I've heard stories and I've read stories of people experiencing... Things going missing, things disappearing, in their house, locked, in a drawer, only to find a gold coin or another little trinket in its place. Usually it's little things like an earring or maybe a bracelet, a watch, something like that, goes missing. Then sometimes a couple of days later it comes back, or like I said, there's a gift or something left in its place. Those who believe in such things do think it's actually fairies paying them a visit, and some do say that only those who believe will get visits from the fairy folk. Others believe it's just a case of simple misplacement or mismemory. You put something somewhere and then all of a sudden you don't remember that you put it there or that you put it somewhere else or that you swapped it with something. It's possible, or if you have kids, they move things around too. Now, again, it's not unheard of for people to believe two different sides of the same coin. Again, I don't know what to believe. I would like to believe that there is a fairy realm out there. But, again, I have never experienced it. I've never seen any fairy folk, and I don't think I ever will. And that's not because I'm closed-minded, I just think it's very rare that people experience such a phenomena. And I don't live in the most magical or mystical parts of the world, either. There's no rolling hills or knolls, like in the Scottish countryside. There's some woods, sure, and a ravine. But it's very populated by people and it doesn't seem like a place that fairies would very much like to visit. Nevertheless, I would like to hear what you have to say on the topic. Have you ever had any sort of fairy experiences yourself? Ever hear any kind of giggling or something in the woods, or maybe something you misplaced, or something you had placed somewhere had gone missing? Only for you to find something in its place a little later on. Let me know on the Facebook group. That's at facebook.com slash horrorshots. Just drop a comment on the wall and let the discussion take flight. I want to know what you think. And I'll chime in, if I can, with any thoughts that I might have on the subject as well. But that is all I have for you today. And I know it was a little bit of a shorter one, but the time constraints this week were a little bit strange. Time's just been going by during this quarantine and I cannot explain it. I swear I just read and uploaded an episode yesterday, but it's been a week already. So thank you for listening. My name is Casey, and this has been the Ominous Origins Podcast. If you like what you heard, feel free to leave a 5-star review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even the Facebook group does have a rating system, so feel free to drop something on there as well. 5-star reviews will get a read on the show, so you get a nice little shout-out in the intro. So, hopefully that's a little bit of an incentive for you to leave something for me to read. If you do want to follow the cast on social media, you can do so on Twitter at... Horror Shots Prod as in production on Facebook as I've mentioned a few times at facebook.com/horrorshots or Instagram at omnisoriginspod. Feel free to check out my Redbubble store as well. There's some designs on there that I think you might find interesting, including the Omnis Origins and Horror Shots logos. And you can find the link for that in the description below. Until next week.